Everybody, welcome to Narrative Live on a Tuesday evening. It's 7 o'clock on the East Coast, 4 o'clock on the West Coast. And what a news day it's been today. We'll talk about a lot of things. We're keeping an eye out on Tiger Woods, but the news seems to be fairly good in terms of how you could arrive at a at an accident or how you can arrive out of an accident. So we'll keep an eye out on that if anything changes. But the big news for us tonight is about what happened today in the Capitol when they had their first hearing in the Senate about the... Capital uh, insurrection that happened on January the 6th. It was an interesting time for everybody because we, the four people you see on the screen, have all been very interested in what happened that day. Sandy Bacon is a reporter. You've had uh, been on a guest on our, on our show before. She's covered the the, the insurgency both as a, the, as a reporter on the riots on January the 6th, but she was also at all the events that led up to it in the month or so before. Dave Troy mm -hmm. is here as well. He's a disinformation specialist and a network analyst. He's joining us from Baltimore, and he has been sounding the alarm about the origins of Q, and we'll be going into mm -hmm. that a little bit later in the show, figuring out exactly if there are intelligence origins to the uh, movement known as QAnon. And of course, the lovely LB is here. How are you, LB? How are you doing? I'm good. Yeah, I'm happy to be here with yeah. everybody. I was well, I was completely enthralled by the those hearings today. So, yeah, and as I'm sure everyone else on the screen was, um, mm -hmm. Sandy, uh, I'm going to get your thoughts in a second. But Dave, let's start with you. What are your opening thoughts about what happened mm -hmm. today? Do you think it's a, uh, just as an observer, was it, was it an accurate and and fair hearing? Yeah, I think it was. Um, you know, the thing that kind of struck me was that there was pretty widespread agreement. Uh, amongst the people that, you know, the, the witnesses that presented that uh, this was a coordinated attack and that, um, you know, there was simply no way that they could have uh, kind of prepared for this in, in any meaningful way. They just didn't have the kind of training to, uh, you know, deal with a thousand people trying to, to get in all at the same time. That wasn't a scenario that they had prepared for. So I thought that was very interesting. I also uh, was very um you know, glad to hear that they were. There was widespread agreement uh, that uh, people were stunned by the delay of the army and the Pentagon to deliver National Guard troops. I think that's going to turn out to be a really key element in this. Uh, the degree to which this could have been prevented but wasn't because there weren't sufficient resources allocated. And then, you know, I think it was notable that Senator Johnson decided to take the opportunity to spout a bunch of disinformation. Um, you know, as people that watch disinformation, uh, you know, we're pretty well tuned to that. And, you know, that was as blatant and raw nonsense as uh, you could possibly uh, come up with for that scenario. So I think uh, that stood out as being, um, I think, an anomaly. And I think that's good because really most other people recognized that this was a, a very unusual event and that we needed a different kind of planning and that it was, in fact, coordinated. <laughs> Sandy, tell us a little bit about your perception. You were there on the day. You, you were in the crowd. You were shooting video as as the crowd sort of started moving in towards the Capitol from where Donald Trump was speaking. Uh, mm -hmm. And your sense is that there was no real police cover um, mm -hmm. for that day, mm -hmm. and that that was unusual. Nothing. Tell us a little well, bit why you say that. When I got um, I got to the I actually was credentialed. I got press credentials, but I didn't get them but, you know i've been to trump rallies before and you get credentialed i was really surprised that they gave they gave them to me but you had to get there at 6 30 in the morning to get them and i was afraid i would get stuck there because once you're in you can't get out it was it turned out to be different but so i wound up at the ellipse about 10 o'clock and people were streaming tens of thousands of people and uh there were already speakers rudy giuliani was on at the at that point 
and I was in the back and there were no police. I mean, with that many people, there was no police presence at all. And would then be the I thought, National Guard? Was that the normal? Well, I don't, no, not the National Guard, but the National Guard had been caught. We knew, the press knew it was going to be violent because we had been to the other two. And the one on the 12th of December with the Proud Boys, it was more Proud Boys than I'd ever seen in my life. And that was extremely violent. There were four stabbings that night. Oh, I remember that. You know, the minute the sun goes down, that's when they start, they come out. And um, the cops came, they, swooped in from nowhere on these bicycles with helmets and riot gear and pepper spray every time there would be an incident we were you know the journalists go around they go oh there's something at 16th and whatever pennsylvania and then we have to walk over there because the whole area was shut down and then there would be pepper spray and a lot of very violent fighting on the 12th and i think that was a precursor a dry run you know enrique tario took hundreds and hundreds of Proud Boys out to the mall that night before on the 11th. And they all got down on their knees and they prayed like a holy, they prayed to God for this holy war. We're going to battle. That was like- But on this day, on, on January the 6th, there was not the right yeah. kind of uh, police nothing. presence. So nothing compared to what you've nothing. seen before. And this no. is so, and even when they got to the, you know, I'm gonna play some video while we're we're talking here. Some of this is from you, some of it's from other people. Um, but what they, you know, it'll show you the, the extent of, with which the, the, the Capitol Police were under so much pressure that day, because that was only them against what, 40,000 potential mm -hmm. protesters that showed up. And, and there was no backup, no backup from, it seemed like the city police wasn't really there. And it didn't mm -hmm. seem like the National Guard was sent in until two and a half hours later. That to me mm -hmm. feels like, you know, a setup, really, they were set up the to National fail. No, the National Guard, uh, what was infuriating about the hearings was the National Guard, all the call, we called at 109, you know, but they didn't send him. The National Guard did not show up till I left at 5.30 or 6. 5.34 when the curfew was, was the official time. Yeah, it was that right? Okay, yeah. so I left at 5.30. I, I filmed a guy saying at 4.30, saying uh, Bowser asked for the National Guard and the Department of Defense said, no, thank you. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know what he was talking about because I didn't see them at all. And sure enough, they weren't there until six o'clock. I was just going to say, I can add to that, that I've over the last few days reviewed about a thousand videos from the parlor scrape, mm -hmm. uh, the, you know, taken that day. And I haven't seen any videos that capture any National Guard activity whatsoever. No. It doesn't mean it's not there. I just, they're not in the videos that yeah. I've seen so far. You know? Some of this video, you know, we're watching now, look at this, this crowd just surge forward and there's no way for these Capitol Police uh, guards to yeah. do anything. I mean, they really are hopeless in this situation and helpless. And LB, you were mentioning today that there was one of the uh, the guards uh, who was testifying this morning, it was a woman who has only read a statement and then was ignored for the rest of the of the yeah. hearing. Oh, you're on mute, I think. This is when I'm they so should sorry. have called the National Guard, right Bye. there. You see yeah. that? When they're breaking yeah. through the barricade? Right. Yeah. Right. This is when it seems like the National Guard yeah. would just let in. I mean, the, National, they, they, the Capitol Police just let them all in. It doesn't even look like there's very much in. resistance, mm -hmm. which maybe is why there's 35 members still under investigation as to what they were doing that day and on whose side they really were. Sorry. I was just shocked that, um, and maybe it's because there's classified stuff because Klobuchar did a hat tip to that, you know, share what you can that's not classified a couple of times. But a Capitol Police officer was there to give her 
her testimony, she gave a statement. In her statement, she revealed, I think, a lot of incredible stuff about what they were, what she experienced on that day. And part of it was her testimony saying, oh, God, look at the blood. Um, I, I, filmed, that, I filmed some of that, too, yeah. Uh, um, that there was military-grade uh, uh, CS gas. I think that's tear gas, but military-grade, which means it would have had to have come out of, uh, I guess, a military facility. I don't know. I don't know how you um, get that, otherwise. I, right. And then that's what triggered for me that memory, because, you know, there was that was in Cantwell's, Thomas Cantwell's, or Caldwell's, I'm sorry, uh, charging document that someone had sent him a communication um, and it didn't identify who sent him the communication, I don't believe, a text message saying, trap them in the tunnels, turn mm -hmm. on the gas, or turn on gas. And right. I thought, oh God, are they in the, you know, it's so hard with some of these characters, they're in such a fantasy, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I was like, is this someone in a fantasy thinking that they can take over the gas lines in the in the capital and somehow turn gas on because they're just either just in their mania? No, I, I don't know. But when she said I was hit with tear gas and they the Capitol Police did not bring the tear gas. It was coming from the rioters, it was coming mm -hmm. from the insurrectionists. And someone had they were deploying fire extinguishers, smoke from fire extinguishers and the uh, with that, with that, or alongside that gas at the same time, um, and and she has burns on her face from it. She's still burned from it. She had to go get. I mean, what were they doing with gas in there? Was it the idea to entrap the the police to gas the congressman? I did. By the way, was in front. I was on what, what I guess was the west side. As you look at it, were the the stages for the scaffolding for right. the um, inauguration. Right. That was that's I believe the west side. It was such pandemonium that I had no idea. I bumped into a friend. I said, where's Stephanie? And you go, she's inside. And I thought they meant inside the, because I couldn't see 10 feet in front of me. And they kept saying, come forward. You know, it's now or never, you know, it's your house, take back your government and all this. Stuff. So at that time, that was about two, three o'clock. They were already inside with all the video that you see, but we didn't know anything about it. They were trying to get thousands of people to go into the building. It wasn't just, they had breached the building and you could hear them say they're inside They're You know, they, the Senate is uh, uh, evacuated and everybody goes, yay. And then they kept saying, come on, keep going. So I think they wanted 40,000 people to take the building over because mm -hmm. up until 4.30, they were telling them to get up in the scaffolding and to go inside. It seems to me that there's a couple of things that are going to come out of today, or at least still need to be investigated. One is the timeline of when the National Guard was actually uh, allowed to uh, to take part in, in securing the Capitol. It seems to me that that's still a very open question. The timeline that we had a couple of weeks ago still, maybe with a couple of changes, still stands. But, you know, we still have the USCP uh, son making the call from the National Guard at around 2.10. Then at 2.15, Trump calls Tommy Tuberville. He learns about Pence was that Pence was removed from the chamber. And then at 2.24, he's still t tweeting about Pence and, and asking, you know, inciting the, the crowd there to try and go after him. And then at 4 p.m. is when I understand the Pentagon call took place. And there's that sort of, you know, wishy-washy response from Lieutenant General Piat and also Charles Flynn, who's Michael Flynn's brother, is at that meeting. And they're sort of, they're unsure if they want to send people in. They're not sure about what the plan is, what the optics might look like. And they say they're going to, to go up the chain. And then... 
by 4.30 is when Sandy caught someone on tape there. Somehow, Sandy, the guy on the bullhorn knew that the National Guard request had been turned down while the meeting was still sort of going on. And then the 540s when the National Guard actually arrives. This seems to me, yeah. you know, at the core of this, this is the m number one issue that will come up in terms of why did the Pentagon hold back the, uh, the National Guard? And that will tie in with Chris Miller's January the yes. 4th email, yes. which basically says that the National Guard couldn't wear riot gear, couldn't right. really be attended, attending in any big way. I mean, that seems to be the other big factor here is how much of the Pentagon knew about this and to what extent were they holding back the protection for the Congress? Because of course, that could indicate to many people uh, whether we're having a real military coup or not. I mean, this is yeah. the crux yeah. of this. Was it a yeah. military coup or yeah. was it an insurrection? And if it's a military coup, mm. we still have a problem because a lot of those military is still there. Well, you know, there's one more thing on there, Zeb, that I love that timeline. <clears throat> I got another thing on video, which I tweeted my ass off, and they finally put it into the congressional record mm -hmm. at 410. <laughs> a guy, I, I, I was like, come on, please amplify, please amplify. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think everything. I was. I think I was. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, um, uh, uh, Castro, uh, the guy with the twin brother, uh, Joaquin Castro, is that his name? Yeah, yeah. And he read in that at 410, Trump had tweeted at 224, Pence didn't have the courage, right? Yeah. But at 410, I got this guy saying to the crowd with the bullhorn, Trump didn't have the courage yeah. to, uh, and then he's continuing, he's Pence. saying more, and he's inciting them to more violence at 410. Yeah. So they read that into the congressional record. That's good. So, I'm glad they did that. Yeah. I'm glad so, you shared it with them. But it does indicate that there was some sort of command and control. There was some sort of communication yes. that went yeah. beyond just people on bullhorns. They were communicating bullhorns. with someone outside who, who was giving them to? information. Who were they talking to? Who, who was running to? all of this? You know, there was someone giving them information about how the whole thing was taking place. And I'm and, and, telling uh, where to go. These people are, listen, I've been shooting them for four or five years. They are not, you know, brain trust. And they, they were like, you know, they didn't know where to go. I heard one woman say, well, what are we supposed to do? Are we supposed to surround it or go inside? That's what Jesus is walking up to the Capitol. So they were giving them orders. Who was giving the orders to the guys with the bullhorn? Yeah, and they had maps and they had like, plans. They had all these other yeah. things going. Now and we also why know the silence from the White House. Yeah. yeah, you also know, and there was some confusion about this this week about the Secret Service. You know, were they aware? of what was going on. There was an Oath Keeper who said that she had a meeting with the Secret Service uh, just before. The Secret Service deny that that meeting happened and she subsequently has changed her story. But now there's this clip, which I found earlier on today, of Alex Jones saying that he was meant to lead the entire event and that the Secret Service knew about that. Yeah. So here, let's take a listen to what Alex Jones had to say. Then the White House told me three days before, we're gonna have you lead the march. The Secret Service before Trump finishes 30 minutes before, so we'll lead you to a point, take you out of the front row, and lead you to the place where they want you to start the march, and Trump will tell people, go and I'm gonna meet you at the Capitol. I mean, that sounds like a plan, and it sounds like a very coherent plan that they had. I mean, that doesn't sound like it was When was that? When was that from? He, he shoots you know, that. He, he, this was after the event. He was describing oh. what had happened before. But he's saying that the White House had basically coordinated this entire thing, and don't he was meant to lead it. Don't trust anything he said. Yeah, I don't trust anything he says. But yeah. I mean, on the yeah. other hand, 
the, I assume the Secret Service knew about this because the Secret Service are not going to be, you know, just launching events like this and and not being aware of it involving the President of the United States and the Vice President in in the Capitol. So I'll just put that out there as a as another question that needs to be answered. Um, Sandy, thanks so much. We appreciate Bye. you joining Thank us for you. this little bit. Love and, you guys. Uh, we love you too, and advice. we'll have you back on soon. Okay. And, okay, um, great. That. All right. All right. I look Hi, forward just... to listening to the rest of the show. Thank you. Narrative is funded by viewers like you. Support our independent journalism at patreon.com forward slash narrative.